The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking to Kath Pei. Her book was nominated for an award for the sales and marketing category, and she also won the Email Experience Council's Email Marketing Thought Leader of the Year 2021. And today, because of the magic of the internet, we're tuning in from Antigua. So if you hear any goats in the background, it all kind of makes a bit of sense. She created one of the email marketing systems back here around like 1998 and has done 12 years of consulting and 23 years in email marketing. So today we are going to dig in to the idea of customer centric email marketing. But listen, when this episode comes to an end, we don't want you to feel like you're alone and trying to figure out how this applies to you and your business. So come and share everything that you're working on in our free Facebook group. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. Just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. You can join. It's totally free and you can get stuck into all of the training resources and all of that stuff too. So he ironically can't do DIY, even though it stands for do-it-yourself, so he actually hires somebody else to do it themselves for himself. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he has a bubble bath most afternoons. He told me that. I'm not normally there. It's the psychological mind reader, Kennedy. Okay, what's the most trivial thing you've had a man or woman come around and DIY for you? Oh, easy. Putting a clock on the wall. <laughs> In my old apartment where I had that exposed brick wall, uh, literally, I got my friend Gary around to put it on the wall for me. I mean, that's just a nail. That's just a single solitary nail in the wall. And just another what type of nail? What size nail? What do you hammer it in with? What do you drill it in with? No idea. It's a brick wall. I don't know. Yes, we're here every week giving course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to be the email marketing hero of your own business using psychology-driven email marketing. This week's episode is sponsored by ResponseSuite.com. It's the survey quiz and application form tool that we created to integrate with your email marketing systems to make you more sales and segment your crowd and all of that stuff. You can take a 14-day trial for just $1. Head over to ResponseSuite.com. Now, Kennedy, our guest today, Kath, I'm going to give you three potential potential statements about Kath, and I'm going to have you guess which one of these is true and which two are dirty, rotten lies. So the first one, you've got to keep a poker face here, Kath. The first one is she got awful sunburn when she fell asleep for almost an entire day in the garden. The second one is uh, she got asked to photograph a U2 concert. And the final one is she loves to eat ketchup, but only if it's homemade. Homemade ketchup? I can imagine, you know, I can imagine Kath being in the homemade ketchup. I can definitely imagine imagine that being one thing. Would she get awful sunburn if she lay in the sleep in the garden? And is she a U2 fan or was... Oh, flip an egg. Rob, you've done a really good job of this, mate. Um, I'm going to go with uh, eating... No, sunburn, falling asleep in the garden. Which one of those is true, Kath? It is that I was once asked to take, um, I used to be a photographer and I used to, yeah, I was asked by you two to take photos of them back in Sydney. Not not us two, you two, the band. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was thinking, I don't remember that. <laughs> oh, it's lovely to have you on the show. And obviously, first became aware of you because of your wonderful book, Holistic Email Marketing. Massive fan of the book. Anybody listening who's not got it yet, I got it on my Kindle. You can use it on the old-fashioned um, paperback. Great book. Uh, thank you for writing it. I really appreciate that. Oh, my absolute pleasure. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> so we're talking about one of the things I think a lot of people do when they start doing email marketing is we start thinking about the email marketing we're going to do to people, don't we? We think about them, we're going to do this to them, then we're going to do that to them. And, and you have quite a different approach, which is the thing that resonated so solidly with me when I was reading your book. And you, you talk about something that sounds big and fancy called customer centricity. Do you want to give us the cliff notes on what you really mean by that? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, so customer centricity is really just having the customer at the, the heart of your email program and and basically top of mind at all times. We In email marketing, because we're very technology-driven, because it's actually not one of the easiest channels to do, we tend to be very, very focused on, on the actual technology. On and also it's it's a push channel. It's, it's the original push channel, right? So therefore, we're we're thinking about how we can be pushing out our messages. What what will we tell them, right? So it's not necessarily reactive, but it's proactive, and that therefore means that we have by default, and it's very easy to do, to become very brand centric. It's all about what do we want to say to the customer? What do we want to tell them? What do we want to you know them to do? And so what. I think that works best with email and, and I've proven time and time again with my customers is for us to actually start to think about our customers and think about what it is. So first of all, why are they on our list? What was it about what we promised them when they signed up that's actually going to uh, you know, be, be meaningful to them? So usually when they sign up, they subscribe we offer them something, whether it's deals or, you know, we, we have some great products or offers or whatever the story is. So we need to understand we've made some promises and we need to, one, honor those promises, but two, work out, say, okay, so they have an objective. They have a reason for being on our list. How can we help them to achieve that objective? It's really, really that easy. And by doing that, what we end up doing is we kind of like, I see this being two sides of the same coin. We, the brand, have our goals. They, the customer, have their goals or subscriber, have their goals. Essentially, they're the same, right? They want to buy products from us. We want to sell products from them or something like that. So what we need to do instead of just coming from our side and just going, you know, buy, 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 we actually walk around to the other side of the coin. We take them by the hand and we say, how can we help you to achieve your objective today? And then we, by default, have achieved ours, right? And it's a much easier way of doing it than that relentless push, push, push and sell, sell, sell and buy, buy, buy. So that in a nutshell is talking about the customer centricity and why we want to be doing it. But we also need to understand that it's not just looking at, and that's why we focus very much on the customer journey because it's all about the customer. Right. As opposed to, um, you know, again, thinking back email marketing, when how does it fit in with social? How does it fit in with search? How does it fit in? And, you know, I know the audience here haven't got big teams and they're, they're probably wearing multiple hats and they're doing everything. Right. 
So they're less likely to be siloed, which is great. And they're more likely to be taking the holistic approach because they are the the author, the director of, of the entire journey. So that's great because you've already got a natural setup for taking the holistic approach. But um, in businesses often are very much just focused on how do we um, get the two channels to talk to each other? How do we make those channels connect? Whereas really the, the, the angle they should be taking is, is how can we help our customer throughout their journey and what channels are going to be wet best throughout the journey at what particular points, right? So we're focusing on the journey not on the channels. And I think it's really simple for us to think about, like it's, mm. it, it can be easier for us, I think, as, as micro businesses and solopreneurs and small teams, that we, we might not be as siloed or, or fragmented or separated out. But actually, I think in our in our brains, we do separate things out. We go, oh, this is how I behave on Twitter. And, and how many times have we found a skill that we're using in one place, like, I don't know, engagement posts on social. And then when you say, hey, you know, you can do that on email, people go, bloody hell, I hadn't thought about doing that because... We do silo these things. We do separate them in our in our brains, and we go, okay, they, they do have to be nuanced between the di- between the different parts. So, um, one of the things I think I wanted to bring up about your in your book, I know we didn't talk about this before we came uh, hit record just now, is is how sometimes that journey is non-linear because you talked about how we use social and how we use SEO and search and all this stuff. One of the things you talked about in the book, which was like. I literally text Rob straight away going, this is flipping excellent. And that was about the attribution problem. And there was a story you told about an organization who thought, oh, this part of our our SEO or whatever it was, wasn't working quite so well, but it turned out that an email hadn't gone out. Do you want to tell that story? Sure, sure. Yeah, so so um, one of my clients, um, we actually went and did a, a customer journey mapping uh, workshop with them in the team. And the reason why she wanted to do that, and she told me the story during it, was because there, there is this very big attribution problem and they're really wanting to, to map it out, making sure that they're actually using all the, the, the points um, you know, available to them in order to help their customer. And so one of the things that she told me was that they're there and it's a, a big brand, a big e-commerce brand, and they're, they're all having their meeting and everyone, all the you know, directors of all the channels are there and then you had this, um, the, the uh, PPC, no, the search guys, the organic search guys said, oh, we, we found we had a dip in, in our uh, results on Tuesday and we, we don't understand why. You know, we've gone and looked at everything. We can't see, you know, so we're assuming it's an anomaly. And my friend, the director said, well, we actually didn't end up sending out our newsletter as we usually, well, our mailing as we usually do on a Tuesday. And so that would account for it. And, you know, so search, we're getting all the attribution for all the conversions that actually email was driving. And they're kind of like, you know, attribution is a very, very tricky thing to do. And we probably don't have time to discuss this, but in depth. But the one thing that we do need to understand is email actually pushes, um, conversions to other channels, right? And as long as we understand that, admit it, face up to it, and all the rest of it, then, you know, um, it's not like we have to be continually proving the value of the email because what we actually see in the conversion is not the 100%. 
of of what it actually does. It actually it, it nudges people to to buy in store. It nudges people to go and search for the brand using organic or even PPC. You know, and and again, the DMA UK for every year they've just come out with a new one too. Every year they they come out with a consumer um, study and they ask that question: What is it that you do when you receive? Um, what are the top three actions that you do when you receive an email that you like? And scarily, one year, the, high, the, 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 the lead um, report or the lead um, response was actually save the email for later. So it wasn't clicking. So, and we're, we're actually, exactly. And so three weeks down the track or, you know, um, so it, it's attribution is, is a very tricky thing, even when you think, of email as being as easy a trackable channel as it is it's still not um, not 100 percent correct i'm interested in our sort of day-to-day practical stuff of writing emails and building campaigns and structuring stuff out if we want to take a more customer-centric holistic approach customer-centric particularly how do we start to to drill into that like what are the practical things that we should be addressing differently on a day-to-day basis to be customer-centric rather than falling into the easy trap i guess of being focused on what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a lot of it is, okay, so let's start at the top. I am a huge fan of um, lifecycle marketing, which also is named um, marketing automation, but basically it's those automated programs that you put in place. Now, I believe that there's lots of standard names, but you know what? Those names have actually been decreed or developed or decided by the tech companies, right? So they're not marketing oriented. They're certainly not consumer oriented. So, so you know, don't go with that. So, for example, the welcome email, right? So someone sub- come and subscribe to your email. And what do we typically call it? We call it the welcome email. It's very well known as being that. But for me, you know, particularly if you are e-commerce or even if you're B2B, whatever the story is, it should, if you're B2B and you're taking them on a nurturing journey, then it should be the onboarding one rather than welcoming because it's so much more than welcoming. Welcoming is certainly part of it, but it's not all of it. If you're e-commerce, then call it the first purchase program because that's your your aim. And why have they signed up? Because they want to make a purchase. So let's call it. And that then helps you because we're now looking at what your goals are, but also the customer's goals it helps you to stay focused then on what the copy should be. So you're going to be welcoming them for sure, but you're going to be spending less time welcoming them and more time educating them on the solutions, the products and everything like that that you have. So it gives them a different feel altogether and, a, and, and different success rate as well. And then if we were to go in and drill in a little bit deeper, being customer-centric actually changes how you write things. So... I'll give you an example. It just happened today, actually. So my copywriter on my team just wrote um, the intro for our newsletter and, and she announced that, um, you know, um, I've won the EUC award, uh, Thought Leader uh, Award, right? And it just said, you know, Kath, our very own, you know, holistic email, Kath has just won the um, EUC award, blah, blah, blah. And then she did a quote from me, right? Which... It's fine, but it goes against everything that I've always been telling people to do. So essentially what she's gone and done is put out the fact 
which is what we tend to do, particularly with email. We tend to just sort of say, here are the facts. This is for sale. This is, But we forget to convert it into being the benefit. So what is the benefit to my audience that I have actually won this award? How is that going to help them? How is that even vaguely of interest to them? We need to expand upon it. We need to not assume that they're going to spend the time to convert because that's the one thing that I do understand about consumers. Um, and that's just a natural thing with people. We are inherently lazy. So if we expect them, if we assume they're going to convert into a benefit, one, we're asking too much of them to do. We shouldn't be. We are the director of their journey. And being the director of their journey, we should be spelling it all out. And so basically that's then, you know, I sort of said, okay, well, let's go and change that. And let's turn it into a benefit. So how are they going to benefit? Well, if they're a client, if they're a potential client thinking about becoming a client, or if they're just on our list because they want to learn, then you're in good hands. You know, it's kind of like, okay, let's just go and spell it out. So that's the kind of thing. And it's really, really easy so that you state there's a little formula. All you do, or a little trick, all you do is state what the, the fact is, right? We have a sale on. Great. And then you just say, so what? So what? That's it. And suddenly you go, so what? Um, okay, so they can grab themselves a bargain. They can save money. They can, you know what I mean? So suddenly now all the benefits are coming out. And that's what you need to be writing. Of course, state the, 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 the fact, but then do that. So it's really, really simple. So just always, that's what I'm saying, have the consumer in your mind at all times. I love that. The trick we use, it's a bit like so what, but we say, which means that, which means that, which allows you to, which means. I really like that. And actually thinking about, I love that really, it's a really subtle psychological shift. And and actually quite, it's quite nice to hear. I think we've, we've naturally done that. But when you talked about earlier about naming the program for exactly what it is, so that's a benefit, that really helps you get into the mindset of that. So we don't have a how do we make you buy the first thing campaign. Our campaign, when someone shows three pieces of interest and they click to the same sales page three times, we call it a tell me more campaign because that's what the person wants. And also it happens to be a good line from Grease the Musical, so who doesn't want to call it that? But um, But it's called the tell me more <laughs> campaign. Or our welcome series, we call it the getting to know you sequence because it's about us getting to know them them getting to know us and i think as soon as we came and the thing and it explains and it gives me a really good excuse for why it is that i spend so bloody long agonizing over the names of our programs and our campaigns because i really i hadn't really thought about why i i spend so much time agonizing over it but i think it's because it allows us to get into the mindset of what is yes. this campaign about? What does it do? And, and how is it and how is it doing it? So in, in a small business, let's say you were let's say I said, Kath, I want you to come and work work with us. You know, we're a team of six people. We have a very small, you know, very small business. And let's say we hadn't set up our email marketing just yet. From your perspective, taking like the big corporate view down to the micro business, what would you say are some essential elements of an email marketing program or email marketing initiative in a business? Okay, absolutely. Um, and that's a great question because um, it often gets overlooked. It's, it's scary how many times people just go straight to tactics because tactics are what we know. Tactics are what deliver the goods. 
tactics and I'm talking about tactics could be a, a program it could be a form it could be a you know whatever this, a landing page so the, their tactics and we tend to latch onto them straight away because we know how to create them we know that they're going to deliver the goods but the problem is unless they're mapping back to an overarching solid you know well thought out strategy they could be delivering not as good the goods as as you want them to because there's actually a disconnect because you've actually created them all as little islands they're not all singing from you know the same hymn sheet as such so what you need to do is start off with a strategy now i know most people will go oh and they get overwhelmed as soon as they say strategy i've not been taught how you know and that's the thing about email marketers and particularly with you know with the audience that's watching this today i'm sure they have not got necessarily got marketing degrees and so therefore as soon as you say strategy that is overwhelming whereas a tactic oh i can do that that's easy you know i will read a couple of articles or listen to a podcast done and dusted but i do this exercise with my students and let me tell you it's so easy to do right you start so particularly if you're a small business you're going to be starting with your business goals what is it that you want to achieve what is it that's important to you and then what happens is that you then go and make your marketing objective to map back to the business goal because that's what your marketing is there to do is to support your business goal and from there and go and create your email marketing objective now you can have email marketing objectives though for acquisition for conversion for retention and for win back so so have all of those right and then you breaking down each of those for every objective you're then going to have a strategy and then you're going to have multiple um multiple tactics and and that's what we're talking about here is like if you start at the right place most people start at the tactics and then it's really hard to work upwards if you start at the right place and you work downwards everything just leads to the next step Okay so I've got an objective okay so how am I going to achieve that objective well we're going to be doing this okay so that's the strategy right how am I going to achieve the strategy here what am I going to do to bring the strategy to life okay here's all the tactics that I'm going to be doing now suddenly what have you got you've got a marketing strategy in place and you've got a blueprint to success and you can go and put all of that together Yeah, I love it. It's kind of like if you're trying to make a vehicle that gets you from A to B and you go, right, that needs to have four wheels. So I'll make four wheels and a little rectangular base. That's good. Now I'll pop them under the strategy. Oh, that's a motorbike. That's not going to work. Uh, yeah, if you have the wrong tactics <laughs> that don't fit into the strategy, that's going to that's gonna go nowhere fast. So I, I love that. This is amazing. Yeah. It's so cool and just so aligned with, with the way we love to think about this stuff. And as we come, although we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, it's time that we uh, have a chat about our... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I yes. say ours in the line of the week. It's, it's not ours. It's, it's not ours at all. Uh, what have you got for us for this week's subject line of the week, please, Kath? Okay, so this isn't one that I've actually received in my inbox, but I saw it on a forum, and I only saw it on the forum today, so it's really, really hot and relevant and everything. It comes from a, co a company called Colin Broom, and uh, whose tagline is poop like a winner, lose weight the easy way. So that's kind of cool and funky, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Love it. The, the subject line that was brought up in this uh, in the forum is for a card abandonment email and I just I love it. So the subject line is we have a shit situation here. <laughs> it's just <laughs> because so essentially your card about to expire and your special offer is going to expire soon. So 
I thought they'd hired Sean I mean, Connery to write the subject line. I thought that's what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. That's this week's subject, subject line, line of the week. week. Subject line, line of the week. week. Now, Kath, if people want to find out more about you or grab your book or anything else, tell us, where do we go? Okay, so you can grab the book at Amazon. Um, it's available um, at all the Amazons, so it doesn't matter what country you're in. And um, you can also, if you're wanting to get some nice free insights, uh, every two weeks we have what's called Email and More, and it's an um, online discussion, uh, a panel with you know some amazing um, uh, marketers, and it's very, it's kind of like this, a very loose conversation. We ask each other questions. It's really, really fantastic. And if you uh, don't get to actually watch the live one, don't worry, because they're all there on demand and you can watch at your leisure and you, you'll get some great ideas, I'm sure. So just head over to holisticemailmarketing.com and um, go to the events and there's a drop down there for uh, email and more. Love it. We'll put that all in the show notes as well. We'll continue this discussion if you're thinking about, okay, Kath said the big S word. I'm not talking about situation. I'm talking about strategy. And if that's freaking you out, you're thinking, how does all this fit into my strategy? We're going to continue talking about this and how it applies to your particular business over in our free Facebook group. Just go to Facebook right now. While you're on your phone, pluck it out of wherever you've currently got it snuggled and search for the Email Marketing Show community and we'll see you in there. Kath Pay, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Uh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks. It was fun. 